Hi there, this is Alvin and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Australian-based Ed K. Smith, a longtime domain investor, digital marketer, co-podcaster of Domainer.com.au, and the founder of OnlineImpact.com, a digital marketing agency aiming to help small to medium-sized businesses grow and dominate their online market share. Today, Ed and I discuss quite a bit in this show, like how attending an Overture demo opened his eyes to the world of buying, selling, and developing domain names. We also touch on why he chose to specialize in the buying and selling of .com.au, .co.uk, and .in domains. Ed also breaks down the Australian domain market, how he prices domain, and why he believes .com.au domains are truly a sleeper market for domain investors. In addition, Ed shares a few hand-regged, two-word hyphenated .com.au domains he sold for $5,000 plus. Oh, and before I forget, Ed reveals why and how affiliate arbitrage with 100 plus domain names earns him high five-figure revenue annually. So with that, Ed, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today. Thanks, Alvin. Thanks for having us on. Good to, good to be here. Love your show. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So to kick things off here, um, Let's share with the the listeners at a high level just a bit about yourself, who you are, your personal and professional background. Uh, Well, in terms of what I do for a living, uh, I've got a digital marketing agency here in Perth. And if you look behind me or other side, where I can't can't see if you're looking, uh, (laughs) Western Australia, so the west of the the map Australia behind me uh, is where we're based. So a digital marketing agency, Online Impact, that I founded 17 years ago. So we, uh, we do uh, digital marketing stuff for small businesses, medium-sized businesses across Australia. We've got some clients overseas as well. And um, part of that is domain names. And it's quite a big part of it is helping clients find domain names, protect domain names. Uh, and also I've been a domain investor for the 17 years as well. And uh, fascinating place to be, and uh, lots of things happening. So it's it's all good, and we're we're fortunate where we live. For those who don't know Australia very well, uh, Western Australia is has done quite well out of not out of COVID, but we've uh, haven't had a lot of um, high impact with COVID. We've haven't had that many cases, and we've been we haven't had any. Um, anybody with it for the last probably couple of months at least now so we're sort of uh, almost running along as normal here which is different to some of the other states in australia so um yeah but uh yeah so western australia if you there may be some listeners who have been here uh seeing as you're in texas we'll, we'll put this in perspective texas would fit into western australia about three and a half times so that shows how big western australia is but it's not all inhabitable, correct? Or oh no, it's not all inhabitable. It's um, most people live uh, on the the fringes along the coast. Um, but you know, a lot of it is habitable. But it's just such a big space that people live in all the best bits. You know, <laughs> why, why live in the really hot desert bits when you can live in the? You know, we've got a lot of a lot of greenery in in spots. So uh, 
It's quite quite diverse, but it's big. It's it's thirty three percent of the Australian landmass is is Western Australians, and we don't have that many people. We've only got a couple of million people that inhabit right. the whole of the space. Yeah, so a little bit of geographical uh, lessons there for the listeners who don't know anything about Australian. <laughs> National domainographic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and watch, somebody's going to go register that. Send me an email. Hey, I got the Oh, yeah, you. yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dot info. <laughs> uh, oh, man, it's good. So then you're a domain investor, but digital marketer. So, mm-hmm. like, take us back all the way to the very beginning for you in terms of kind of like what got you into domain investing, which, or which came first domain investing or digital marketing, or was it both? Yeah, it was, well, I actually had uh, some domain names that I bought and look, it's always, it's a case of people. If only I knew (laughs) what I know now back in 1995, I would have bought more domains. Uh, (laughs) But the, the first domain that I ever registered from memory and I still got it is, shortcourse.com.au, which is the Australian domain extension. And um, that's the name of my company is the short course company. We do a lot of training courses and various things. And um, so we registered that name, picked up a few other bits and pieces. Um, Didn't know really a whole lot about the domain space, had a little bit of an idea that they had some value. I think I did some digging around trying to register register some back then. And even then, all the ones I was looking for were gone. So I didn't really pursue it much from that point on. Uh, But anyway, sort of in the early 2000s, I mean, before sort of like 2000, I had different jobs. I was in the automotive industry. various things like that nothing to do with what i do now <laughs> and then in the, then in the early 2000s i started a computer supply business so uh, had that for a couple of years and then one day my darling wife lois she um put a little ad in front of me that she saw uh there was a um uh, a workshop demonstration being held at one of the hotels in perth by a company called stores online um, probably quite well known to some of the listeners who have been around for a while. I think they still exist. But basically, stores online would come, they'd do a big pitch to a whole room full of people and show them all about this new thing called e-commerce hmm. that was happening, you know. Uh, and you just had to hand them a check for $3,000 and they would give you all the tools you needed to go and set up a, an e-commerce store. Um, and it was really, really complicated and messy. And they ended up getting in trouble with the authorities and the uh, FTC and the equivalent in Australia for doing some, some bad trading practices. But the thing that I saw there was the guy doing a demonstration of Overture. So I don't know whether you know Overture. Yes. You yep, remember Overture? It I was do. the first... Um, the first PPC platform right. before Google ads started. And I sat there in amazement thinking, oh my goodness, I can actually type in a keyword term and it tells me how many people are searching on Overture every month for that keyword term. And to me, that was like crystal ball. That was amazing. <laughs> so that sort of got me hooked. And then I started 
doing stuff with affiliate marketing and just sort of mucking around doing a little bit of advertising for our uh, computer business and um, and then Google Ads came along and I thought, hmm, Google Ads, this should be interesting. So I started using that and experimenting with that and it got to a stage where some friends and family members and associates would say, oh, can you help us set up one of those Google AdWord things? <laughs> I said, sure, yeah, no worries. So I just helped them, didn't charge them anything, would set them up. And then sort of uh, a little while into doing that for probably four or five months, a penny dropped and I thought, hmm, this is where everything's going. This is the, this is the future. So uh, I decided to get rid of the computer supply business <laughs> and, start, <laughs> and start doing the digital marketing stuff um, and uh, became partners with, with Google back in 2003 and uh, set up the, the agency. It was a different name back then. It's called Online Impact Now, which has been that way since 2012. Um, met my business partner in about 2004, Alan Stewart, and uh, he, lives, he lives over on that, sorry, wrong side, that side, up the top <laughs> there, over there, where my finger's going. Um, and, yeah, so we've, uh, we've got a team of people who do web development and various digital marketing stuff. Um, yeah, but domain names has always been a part of that. It's always been the two go hand in hand. You right. have to have, you know, if you're going to have a website, you, well, you need a domain name to have that website. And whether it's a .com or a .com.au or a .co.uk, it's all relevant depending on where you live and who you're targeting. And uh, if, you know, if you want an international audience, of course, you've got to have a .com. Well, right. You don't have to have it. It doesn't have to be a .com, but you're silly if you don't have a .com. Mm-hmm. So um, like we own onlineimpact.com, but we also own onlineimpact.com.au. And uh, we run everything off the .com.au because it's more relevant to Australia and our clients. But we thought it would be wise to have the, uh, the .com. Um, so, yeah, back in 2007, I started a podcast called Oz Domainer. And uh, that was one of the first uh, podcasts on domains. Um, Monty Khan had a podcast before that. And there may be some others. Don't quote me on the fact that I'm not saying I was the only one, but I was, I was, I was one of the few who was actually podcasting. And I started basically to thought, well, I'm going to learn more about domain names and domain investing. And probably one of the best ways to do that is to get people on who are already successful talking about it. Right. And I can educate them, the marketplace and people who are interested in domain investing, learn myself and make some great contacts and networks and, and that's how it's worked. You know, I've had the pe- people on like Frank Schilling and Rick Schwartz and um, the Costello brothers and they were, they were all on my pod- podcast before probably many others. Uh, I had the Costello brothers on. That was the first time they were ever on a podcast together. So right. that, was, that was fun. <laughs> How'd but, you keep them apart? Well, they were in different places in the world because we did it over, we did it over Skype. All that, all, all that. Look, the thing is, because I live in the most isolated capital city in, sorry, the most isolated city in the world, I should say, Perth, uh, we're, the, we're the furthest away from any other point in terms of other, other cities. Uh, it's an advantage and a disadvantage. Uh, during all these crazy times we've had, it's been an advantage. But in terms of 
you can't just have someone rock up to your studio to <laughs> sit down and be a guest. <laughs> uh, it all had to be over Skype and it was only Skype audio back then. We weren't using Zoom and things that we do now for the, the video content. So, uh, yeah, so was, and I, I kept the podcast up on the uh, Mainer side of things until about 2014, I think it was. Uh, then had a break and I didn't keep the website going. I kept the domain names, which now point to the podcast I'm doing now called The Domainer Show um, at domainer.com.au with my good friend and co-host Rob Kay. So um, never a dull moment. <laughs> never a dull moment. So, so then, you know, just kind of taking a step back now, when you started the podcast, I guess had – how many years were you already into domain investing or was it just one of the things that you were just starting and it just kind of seemed to go hand in hand? It was about three years in. I'd already been buying domains on and off, not, not full blown, but, um, and that was one of the reasons. So that was 2007 that I started the podcast. So I'd been probably three or four years before that getting domains. Um, and I just, yeah, I just figured this is, you know, I need to learn more. I need to, to actually um, dig deep and, and, get, and get people on that I can learn from. So that was, uh, that was when I decided to start the, the podcast. And uh, I think anyone who's thinking of starting a podcast, it's a, a wise idea. It doesn't matter what the top topic is because you do learn a lot and make connections. And, um, you know, all the people I've connected with over the years, uh, like Ron Jackson and Morgan Linton. Like Morgan, I, I started my blog slash podcast about four months before Morgan Linton started his. And we got to know each other because we were both newbies on the scene. So <laughs> he's been to Perth and we've caught up and we've done some things that we, we can't talk about on this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the old what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. He's telling but, on you, um, Morgan. He is telling no, on no. you. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all lies. It's fake news. So Morgan, <laughs> love you, mate. Um, Morgan's been on that podcast a few times, so he's an awesome dude and very, very clever. Uh so yeah, so and look, I think that's the thing. A podcast is uh and you've probably found this yourself because you watch this episode number seventy. Seven eighty-seven something. How many episodes you done now? Man. Well, I've got so much that's in post-production, so it's. I mean, I'm closing in, probably somewhere close around about ninety right now. Okay, so by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be Christmas, right? So uh, <laughs> there'll be there'll be there'll be snow falling on the on the, on the countryside behind me. Uh, uh, so. Uh, I know the I know the feeling. You got to rack them and stack them. Exactly. And, um, exactly. But, but no, that's yeah. So look, I think uh, domain names is is an interesting community to be in. I think it's a, it's a very sharing community. Right. Um, we do have comp- competitors. I mean, you know, if everyone's trying to go for the same name in the in particular in the aftermarkets, then. You know, you, you're starting to bid against each other. And this happens, you know, to lots of people I know. We're, we're having a chat after and say, oh, were you bidding on such and such? And oh, yeah, I was bidding on that. Oh, but no, that I probably wouldn't have bothered you. And we're sort of bidding each other up. It's like we're competing against each other. Like, 
what the heck are we doing that for? Well, and so like when you first started out then in terms of like had, so prior to the podcast, were you, had you found a bit of success in terms of buying and selling domains or were you just more strictly on the buying? I guess, were you buying and selling or were you buying and developing? Uh, It was buying and holding. Um, And I've, I've probably done more buying and holding than buying and selling. (laughs) <laughs> More selling recently, but, but but back in back in those days, I was selling a few uh, a few names here and there. But um, uh, yeah, the systems weren't anywhere near as easy to set up for for selling compared to now. Right. Um, and, so how were you selling? Like on what platforms? Or I mean, were they third party uh, sales or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was thirty. It was third party sales. Uh, we were using Fabulous. Cedo and I'm trying to think where else we had the names at the time. There weren't that many options back then. Right. Um, park.com as well. Yeah, that's what's popping in on my head now. Of course, you know, now there's a million options. Right. Uh, but, but back in the sort of, you know, 2005, 2006, there weren't anywhere near as many aftermarket uh, and sales platforms compared to what there is now. So uh, I think now getting into buying and selling domains, you've got a lot more options and you can have your, your names listed across a whole host of things. I mean, I use FT now. Um, I'm a, I love FT. Hey, Doran, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Doran and I have been <laughs> chatting a bit recently. Um, and uh, I, love, uh, I love that. I've got a high percentage of my names um, set up with a marketplace. I use my own domain, enames.com.au. Okay. Um, so that's, we've got a lot of stuff parked on, not parked, yeah, well, I suppose they're on there or is this platform. Still getting sorted out, going through names, pricing, doing various things, you know, the drill, uh, you know, having some as um, buy it now, having some as offer only and experimenting and testing and, Getting getting sales, but yeah, so look, the, probably the majority of the sales I've had over the years have been in the .com.au space, but I've also sold quite a fair few .coms, .co.uk's, .ins. So, um, so that's interesting. So that now, obviously, for most domainers that enter in, you you just hear it. It's the mantra. It's it's the gungho.com.com.com is king. You hear that. But mm-hmm. in your instance, I mean, you found success doing .com.au, uh, what'd you say, .co or .com.uk? Uh, .co.uk, yeah. Right, yep. .co.uk, .in. <sighs> so, like, kind of help me understand a bit of, because I've heard you, I, I think you had the, your original podcast and it was on a dot com, but then everything else mm-hmm. that I've seen or heard you say is typically dot com dot au. So kind of walk me walk walk us through what the difference is and why you chose to go uh the the other uh, the less traveled path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What absolutely. appears to be the less traveled path. Well here's here's the thing you've got to understand is there's no disputing from me that dot com is the king of domains globally. Okay. Um, if, if you want to have an international presence and uh, you're, you're expanding your business, no matter what country you live in, if you're going international, you really do need to have a .com. If you don't, then 
you, you're kidding yourself and you, you're having a lot of uh, traffic bleed going to whatever extension you're running on, a .co or a .io. And this is talked about a million times and I'm a big believer in uh, have the .com if at all possible. Hence the reason why with Online Impact, we own the .com as well as the .com.au to help prevent any of that confusion in the marketplace. But the thing that a lot of people uh, forget is that the CCTLDs of countries like Australia and uh, UK are the dominant domain extension. Like uh, 85% plus of all of our websites that run in Australia are .com.au. .com is a distant cousin. Like it, you see it occasionally, but it doesn't pop its head up that much unless the company is internationally based. But if it's a local business or an Australian-based business, then nine times out of 10, it's going to be the .com.au with the occasional .net.au, which would be sort of the equivalent of a .net versus a .com with an international viewpoint. Um, but you look in on TV advertising, listen to radio, advertising, magazines, TV, etc. it's .com.au all the time. So uh, .com isn't that important to us in Australia, but if you could get the .com, then we say get the .com. But sometimes, like as an example, uh, one of my domain names is audiobooks.com.au. Now, I'd love to own audiobooks.com. Uh, it's out of my price range at the moment, but, I, <laughs> but I'm, I'm king of the castle in Australia when it comes to audiobooks. Now, we don't have a massive population. We've got 25 million people that live in Australia. So uh, just, we're just the equivalent of a state of, uh, of the US, you know, so we're, we're tiny in that regard. But we do sort of punch above our weight in terms of domains and traffic and even what our names sell for. They sell for quite decent prices, um, even in comparison to the, the .com. Um, you know, typically, it's not a hard and fast rule, but you'll often see sales that are somewhere about 10% of what a .com would sell for, mm. uh, which, which isn't too bad considering that the U.S. is, what, 350 million people? Right. And, Australia, and Australia's got 25 million people. So in terms of the ratio and what the, the domains sell for, um, they, they do quite well. And the good thing with the Australian market is, to buy and sell names in Australia, you need to have an Australian presence. You need to have been an Australian uh, company or have an Australian, have a trademark in Australia for a domain name. Um, you need to have what we call a, an ACN, which is an Australian company number, or an ABN, um, which is an Australian business number. And if you don't have those, you can't register a .com.au. Uh -huh. So, you, Alvin, if you don't have those, you couldn't just go onto a registrar and go and pick up a .com.au. So in, in that sense, it sort of, it keeps the competition within, within Australia. So right. um, it's, look, not, it's not dissimilar to like, the .co.uk space, except it's easier to go and register a .co.uk um, outside of the, the country that you're, you're living in um, or outside of the UK, I should say. So I've got quite a few of those I've picked up over the years. And had some, some good sales in .co.uk as well. So here, here's a quick question then. It, because it just, when you said it, it kind of just opened, it, opened some things up for me in terms of realizing and saying, okay, well, 
it's kind of built that the only players, if you will, in terms of domain investors uh, can only be based in Australia. So then it, it kind of begs the question of like, okay, well, what is the uh, so-called Australian domain investing market? What does that look like? I mean, are you talking maybe, you know, a handful of people, a couple hundred, a couple thousand, like, Oh no, it's, it, it would, it, well, it depends on what you're talking about, whether you're talking about domain investors per se, like someone like me, there might be, 100, 200, don't really know the figure. I'm probably just plucking that one out of the air. Right. Um, so in, in terms of how many people there are who are in our space buying and selling as a, as a business or as a, even as a part-time business, there's not a huge amount, but there's a very healthy end-user market. Hmm. So uh, there's, there's lots of people who, are, you know, we get inquiries all the time for our, for our names and, just to be clear, you don't have to live in Australia to be able to register. You've just got to tick those boxes. You don't have to be in the country. You don't have to, as you, but you would need to have an Australian business registration or a company name, which you can set up through lawyers externally. You can live in the, in the, in the States and you can go and set up a, you can go and apply for a trademark for a type for a certain name and then register the domain name. There's, there's ways around it, but it's, it's not as easy as me just hopping on GoDaddy and gun registering a .com, you know, anyone can do it no matter where they live. So, uh, well, that's probably not exactly true, but <laughs> pretty close, but so you get, you know, so um, there's pros and cons to it, mate. It's one of those things that, uh, we like the space. We like the .com.au space. We know it well. We know uh, what works here and what doesn't work here. And, um, you know, we, we, it's sort of like we're the big fish in a small pond. Right. <laughs> so, right. You know, it's like um, we don't have the competition in terms of we're not, you know, we don't have tens of thousands of other people we're fighting over the .com name for but that's one of the advantages that dot com has is because it's really popular and it's more liquid than the dot com dot au space those names would be turned over much faster than ours um but it's why i don't just just have dot com dot au you know i have other names i don't just play in this space i diversify as much as possible but um i just there's so many opportunities for domains that we can get here in Australia for the, uh, and look, the, probably the, the typical price I would sell a name for would be in the 5,000 US mark. And that's for a name I hand registered for a couple of years before for $10. You know? so yeah. They're not, they're not dissimilar numbers. You know what I'm saying? Right. In terms of flipping names, you, um, but when you get to the, you know, as an example, um, uh, money.com.au, uh, was sold uh, recently and it was purchased for $400,000. And um, that name would probably sell for four or five million at least and if it was a dot com. Right. Okay. So, but again, it's, I'm saying it's not a hard and fast rule, the whole 10% in, in terms of the equivalent dot uh, com.au is what it's worth compared to a dot com. Um, it's a very loose guideline. So don't take it as a, you know, as gospel. It's interesting to me in terms of the .com.au because it it seems to be that it's almost as it's like a sleeper market. 
um, to where all eyes are, you know, on legacy TLDs, if you will. And, and here it is a space and a market over here that uh, Ed is just, just kind of, you know, going along, doing this thing, um, yeah. making good on it. And so, I mean, like, so help us understand like how, like today, how, how big is your portfolio? All up about 1300. Um, is that the largest that, that it's been? Uh, no, it's been bigger than that. It's I've cut down a lot, but I, the thing <laughs> is, it's a spread. It's a, it's a mix of all of the ones I mentioned. Um, I've got a few dot co's as well. I don't have look the, the new uh, GTLDs. I haven't touched. I've, I've, I've dabbled with a few of them. I think I've got one dot io. Uh, yeah, I've got one dot io, which is a two word solar roof dot io. That's the only thing I've got that's in that space. Um, but eighty percent would be dot com dot au, and the rest is a mix of dot com dot co dot uk. Uh, quite a lot of dot in. I mean. Dot in is a is India for those who don't know. Correct. It's a well. There's there's over a billion people who live in India. <laughs> so and growing and, e- and and growing. The middle class is about the same size as the total population of the US. Um, but they don't. You know the 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 spend on the domains isn't anywhere near as high as probably even Australia. Uh, and you would think, okay, well, it should be bigger because there's more people, but right. it's not. It, it it isn't as, a, as advanced in terms of the economy compared to Australia. Um, but like I've got names in the Indian like solarpanels.in and solarpanel.in, water purifiers.in, some names like that uh, that would be significantly high priced in the dot com. But it's India, so they're valued a lot less. Right. But it's um, but it's a growing marketplace, and this I think it's important to have a little bit of diversity in in your portfolio, in my opinion. But there's many people who don't agree with that at all. They just it's only .dot com, and I have no problem with that. That's it's just it's my interest. I like to have some different things that I um, I think are popular, particularly country code domains um I, I don't like i'm not you know dot horse and there's all these types of <laughs> thousand domain extensions that are out there now that don't make any sense to me and there's you know they probably don't make sense to the end user which is more important um and there's there's very few that i would ever think would be worth any money because you look over the last 30 years of the the world wide web and how many trillions of dollars have been spent on advertising promoting not only the dot com but also in our country the dot com dot au because the internet here started not that much longer after um it kicked off in the us we were right behind you and you know we've had all this money promoting the dot com dot au space so uh it's like this very it's highly unlikely that anything else is going to take over in our country. And then we've got the new .au, what we call the direct registration coming out. So it would be, as an example, audiobooks.au. So getting rid of the com. Uh, And there's less restrictions on who can go and register a .au when it comes out. Um, 
because, you know, a teenager could go and register a .au to use for a science project or a school project. They don't have to have a company and a business number, like I said before. But that could be another couple of years off before that happens. Mm. So, um, but I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think a, a portfolio size is relevant because I'd quite happily uh, give away all of my portfolio for voice.com, you know, so, <laughs> right? So, you know what I'm saying? That it's, the, the number of domains you've got isn't, uh, I think more, more is, uh, less is more in terms of go for, go for quality rather than quantity. Um, and, you know, that's, I'm, I'm sort of working more in that space now, getting the higher quality names rather than the, the lower quality ones. It's just easier long term, I think. Right. So then how do you know, how do you go, because you've mentioned the .in domain. So how do you go about, like, what's your mindset in terms of how you go about pricing uh, the .in name specifically, but then just throughout your portfolio? Um, yeah, it's like, it's, that's the, the, the question that you get asked about any domain, isn't it? How do you price a domain? It's like you do a bit of research, you see what, other domains comparative sales have been but then you're not you know you can't compare a .com to a .in or a dot uh, a .au it's like you you just have to have a, a stab in the direction of what you want to get for the name what you think it's valued at um and then see what happens and ultimately a domain's only ever going to sell when someone agrees to pay the price that you've got <laughs> or and if they don't, you could be sitting there for years to, to come without selling it. So it's really, it's really no different to pricing a dot com. Like, how would you price a, a dot com? You look at it and base it on other things that have happened, some comparative names that are similar in the market that have sold. But even that's a, a rough guess. Like, you know, if someone had said to you five months ago that voice.com was going to sell for 30 million. What would you have said? I mean, most people would have gone, ah, go away. That's not going to happen. Ridiculous. No one's going to pay 30 million for a domain name. Right. <laughs> so, but when you listen to that fantastic, fantastic interview that, uh, that was done by um, Andrew Rosner yeah. on Domain Sherpa, when he's talking with Michael Saylor, who was the owner of voice.com, um, and the, the process of he's getting, you know, his first offer was $150,000. Right. And he, then he kept getting more offers and more offers. And he wasn't, I mean, he was dealing with his broker at the time that these offers were coming through from my understanding. And then he didn't even get on the phone to the, the guys that wanted to buy it until it got to 22 and a half million. What size <laughs> Cojones or cojones, however you say it in Mexico. Uh, what what size of uh, gonads did this guy have to have um, to get to that point and turn these offers down? So if he's you know if he's getting to thirty million, he's turned offers off the offers down before thirty million. Right. Um, but he didn't need the money. The guy's has hundreds of millions of dollars. He owns MicroStrategy that's his business and it's a very successful software company been around since 1985 and he just bought 400 million dollars worth of bitcoin and so like he in his mind he was giving that away cheap yeah 30 million totally. 
he thinks it's a billion dollar domain and I don't really disagree with him in terms of the, the long-term value of what it could be used for. So pricing domains is just like a crapshoot half the time. <laughs> <It's really laughs> so, and like I sold a domain not long ago, uh, keynotes.com.au for five or 6,000 US, I think it was. And I'd hand registered that $10 about three or four years before. And um, my mate, Rob, who I do the podcast with, um, funnily enough, that's how we sort of, we, we knew each other before this, but this got us back together. And then we sort of, I said, we should be doing this podcast together. But he said, oh, I kind of got you way more because Rob's a domain breaker in Australia. He's one of the top domain breakers. And uh, he said, oh, I could have got you 30 grand for that. I know the guy who was... <laughs> He wanted to buy it. I'm going, oh, great. You know, so it's, where were thanks, you, mate? Where were you when I was selling it? But it, look, it's, you know, it's the stars align, they don't align. And right. I can guarantee you there's plenty of people who listen to this podcast who have sold domains going, oh, damn, I really let that one go for too cheap. Right. Um, but that's been like I've sold. Uh, plenty of other names where I've gone, I cannot believe I sold that name for whatever price. <laughs> like I'm, I'm amazed. <laughs> like I've sold hyphenated two word dot com dot use for five grand, you know? So wait, what? No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, not, yeah. not, not, yeah. Two, not two, three words plus hyphens. Two word hyphenated. Um, <laughs> I, no. could, I don't have any NDAs on this, so I, so I can say it. Ownerbuilder.com.au. Owner Five but, grand. Okay, so that like, why why would someone use a hyphenated domain? Well, that's a very good question. Um, look, he, here's here's this argument that everyone keeps coming back to and talking about all the time. And then because I'm in the digital marketing space, um, I can see both sides of the coin to this is that I could get ownerbuilder.com.au ranking just as well as I could get ownerbuilder without a hyphen ranking, okay? So in terms of getting traffic and getting it ranking, Google doesn't really give any bias to those names. And they've stated that the domain name really does not have any play in the ranking of the name, okay? Uh, but... That being said, is what you can guarantee will happen over time is even if the hyphenated owner-builder.com.au domain gets great success, great search engine rankings, they're going to have a bleed off of people who forget there's a hyphen in it, <laughs> right? So someone goes to type in the name or do a search and they, they see uh, ownerbuilder.com.au without the hyphen, uh, there's that potential traffic bleed off. So you've always got that at risk. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't have a successful business on a hyphenated name. If you're in Germany, for example, they, the that's majority all it is, right? of the names, that's a high percentage. I was at a, uh, a traffic conference. I was actually at the first CCTLD traffic conference in Amsterdam in 2009. And, um, we had someone from the uh, .de uh, domain registrar there talking. It was a lady. I can't remember her name. Sorry. Um, 
but f- more than 50% of their domains from what I remember are hyphenated. Mm. That's what they're used to. They, that's what they put in between two words, the, the hyphen. So you've got, this is where it comes down to, you've got to understand your target market, the place you live in, what people do. Uh, don't make the assumption that .com is going to be super successful in Australia or the UK because the UK is the same as Australia. They have very, very biased to their .co.uk, 80% plus. You go uh, there and look around all the advertising and marketing stuff, it's all very biased to the .co.uk. So you can, ha- you can have success with any domain. It just doesn't, in, in terms of search engines and rankings, et cetera, but it just means you, you're leaving a lot on the table and right. brand dilution and brand confusion if you, if you don't have the proper name that doesn't have the hyphens. But this is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it doesn't surprise me these days that people will uh, just want to go and buy a hyphenated name uh, because their option to pay for the unhyphenated is out of their budget. It's no different to why does someone go and register a .i domain for a startup? They don't have the $500,000 that someone wants for the single word, whatever they want in the .com. They got to start somewhere. Right. There's always a compromise, isn't there? They, they, you know, um, you, you start off with what you can afford and then hopefully if the .com or the equivalent is available that you want to go for, you, when the time is right, you can get it. But that doesn't always happen. If someone goes and builds out that domain, right. uh, you stuffed. You're probably never going to go and get that name. And then you'll always be the second, second uh, run player in, in the game because whoever owns the, the king of the castle in terms of global.com, then that uh, is going to be the supreme domain extension um, versus your hyphenated name or your .io or your .co. Um, And there's nothing wrong with those domain extensions. I'm not saying they're total crap. There's a few of them that are good. I own, I think I've got about, I don't know, seven or eight .co uh, domains, ones that I like. But that's about it. You know, I don't go too far from things that I think are not going to be the, the strongest they can be for what I'm going to be doing with them. Interesting. Yeah. Now, now, you mentioned in terms of investing in domains. Now, obviously, being a digital marketer, do you develop? Do you have a portion of your portfolio that you uh, develop into lead gen sites? Uh, yes, um, slowly but surely. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're doing that now, but it's always like doing client stuff first and we come second. <laughs> it's just it's always a story. Like, like, look, I've never registered, uh, registered a domain name without looking at it and going, I can see what this could be as a business. Probably 90% of my domains, I can see the end use case point of what that domain could be used for. And the majority of names I've got, I've got probably 10% of my names, 15% would be what we would classify as brandable. So mm-hmm. um, an example, emumedia.com.au. That's an example of a brandable name, koalamedia.com.au, okay? Uh, two good combination of words, 
<laughs> and pe- pe- people don't forget the emu or the koala or the kangaroo because it's our, you know, they're animals of our country. <laughs> right. Media, right? So they're a good, they're a good pairing, but that's what I would classify as a brandable. Um, but then as an example, I've got audiobooks.com.au is one, uh, cardboard.com.au. These are all names that are real world, are real words that mean real things and relate to something that's a dictionary word or a, or a product or a service. Right. So if, if I said to you, what do you think is on audiobooks.com.au, Alvin, do you think you could guess what is on audiobooks.com.au? Hard oh. back books. Yeah, see, you, <laughs> this is why you shouldn't be buying domains. Don't, don't buy any more domains, Alvin. It's just terrible. It's a, you're that's selling a hard guess, but you're selling hardback books, right? <laughs> He's like, no, yeah, yeah, that's like that's audio it, books. Yes. So look, I do realize you're joking. So, um, <laughs> but case in point, yes, okay. So, audiobooks.com.au sells audiobooks. Um, now that being said, we partnered with audiobooks.com. So, okay, uh, okay. okay, that's what I was yep. about to ask. I was like, so in that instance, was it that you went out with audiobooks.com.au and you just begin to develop a business, or did you partner with uh, someone else? Partnered with them, yeah. Uh, and look, um, I, here's another another way that we make a very decent chunk of money uh, because let me say this: parking and type in traffic are not dead wait what they're much What'd they're much less <laughs> wait hold on let me clean my ears out of here it's kind of like wait what did you say the p word parking yes everybody says it's dead well don't listen to what everybody says unless you test and measure yourself there you go uh <laughs> you know um there's this particular animal it's called a lemming have you heard of a lemming they mm-hmm. all uh <laughs> they all get together and run towards cliffs and then jump off together because all the they follow what everyone else is doing <laughs> or sheep is another version so <laughs> um for your listeners there this is what i recommend you look into i'm not saying it's guaranteed to work and i'm not saying it's foolproof have a look. If you've got any generic domain names that get any type of type in traffic at all for a product or service, see if you can match it up to uh, a, an affiliate program. There's a million affiliate programs out there for all different types of products and services. Point that to the affiliate link you set up with the company. Uh, don't worry about... The, and if anyone wants to find you and find your name to buy it off you, uh, as long as you don't have who is privacy on your .com domains and you have it open to, to, for people to contact you, they'll be able to find you. Point the domain to an affiliate program and see what happens. I'm very confident that you will make more money from doing that than from parking it just for ad clicks. Mm waste of time <laughs> um i'm in the high five figures for the ppc traffic that i get for .com.au domains and how many across how many domains would you estimate or probably about 100 so here's that's the thing, mind-boggling right? 100 names mm-hmm. churning out um, high five figures wow y- yep 
that is possible if you have the right name. Right. And this is the thing. You've got to have the right name. You've got to have a, a high keyword search volume uh, domain that can be matched up to an, an affiliate program of a similar nature. Let me give you an example. If you typed in uh, transcribed.com.au, so transcribed as in transcriptions, okay? So transcribed.com.au goes through to a partner affiliate program uh, that does transcription services. And okay, it's a perfect match. Type in traffic, goes to there, they buy the product, I get a sale. Ah. Um, another example, uh, freevpn.com.au. 34, 35,000 searches a month in Australia for FreeVPN, partnered with a VPN company. Guess what happens? They go there, they get the free version, and some stage they buy the paid version, a certain percentage. Now, you could do this for any type of product, any type of service. So what I'm saying is experiment, test it. And I think a lot of people will be surprised if they have any decent volume of traffic that matching it up with an affiliate program, mate, ka-ching, ka-ching, the register right. just keeps ringing, right? <laughs> and you're going to get far more than you're going to get PPC. I'm, I've tested this and it's... There's, there's no comparison to what you get, in my opinion and in my experience. Uh, but if it doesn't work, you can always point you can it always back go to back. doing what it was. Go back and point it to what it was doing before, which was right. probably nothing. <laughs> okay? If, if you spend, you know, look, everyone's going to spend different amounts of money buying a domain name. It's obviously a different scenario if you've spent $100,000 on a domain. Um, either you've got a lot of money just sitting around doing nothing with it and you don't care and you park it or obviously that's a, and I see that. I mean, you've probably seen it too. Right. You, you, you see a name that sold for 10, 20, a hundred thousand dollars and you check on it six months later and it's parked. You go, well, hang on. What, why did you spend all that money and you're just going to sit on it and not do anything with it? Doesn't make sense. Whereas I've got $10 domains that are making five, six grand a year from, from park traffic. From uh, affiliate traffic, I should say. But you need the traffic, right? You need the type-in traffic. None of this is search engine related. I'm not talking about getting them indexed on Google. This is all pure type-in traffic. So if you've got a domain <clears throat> that you've had sitting at uni registry uh, for a couple of years and you can go and look at your traffic stats and you see you get two visitors a month, um, then pointing it <laughs> to an affiliate program ain't going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, highly unlikely. But if you've got a thousand visitors a month or 500 visitors a month, even why not test it and see if there's something it takes no time at all to go and find an affiliate program, sign up for it, get the link, change your DNS settings in your account, point the domain to it and see what happens. Not, nothing to lose. You're not going to be losing any parking traffic money if you've made like $2.05 over the last <laughs> month. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, why, why wouldn't what? you do that? Yeah. No one talks about it. It just blows my mind that what? hardly anyone on any of these podcasts talks about what I've just been talking about. So, well, and dude, so there's so many questions there because it's, we hear about parking. 
we hear about affiliate, but in most cases, in terms of affiliate, we're hearing about it under the disguise of fully developed websites. Nobody's yes. actually talking about, um, and, and it may be, now let me ask you this, is it because that, and you said it or kind of alluded to it because it's almost kind of the chicken and the egg because you don't necessarily know that a given domain has type in traffic. Um, because you could go to, let's say, take a domain and you could go to, uh, let's just say like name Python. Um, you can yeah. look in Google trends and see that it's trending and see that it has search volume, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to meaning that it's going to have type in traffic. So are there tools that are out there that you could actually use to, before you actually buy this domain that's available for registration or third party mm -hmm. purchase um, from no. aftermarket? I mean, like, could you, are there tools that could like help you or guide you along the way? Look, here's, here's the thing. Back in the day, you used to be able to go and register a domain name, have it for a day or two, and see what the traffic was. And then if it wasn't any good, you could, you could return it back to the, the registrar. Right. <laughs> I don't think you could do that anymore. I think they've stopped that completely. So you could, you could traffic sample what, what was actually coming through. So my point being, I'm not saying to people who already don't have domains just to go and run out and register a whole stack of random domains. Um, if you've already got domains, I'm saying that have some traffic, why not test it out and see what it does in the affiliate space rather than just the parking space. And if you're worried about not getting the potential sale, if that's your core thing, like you're all about the sale, not about getting income from the domain, you know, then maybe don't do it. But as I said before, if someone really wants your name, like if someone says, I really right. want to get that name and you haven't blocked all your privacy stuff on who is and set it up that way. So people can actually go and do a who is and go, Oh, look, here's his email address. I can email the guy and see if he wants to sell it. Um, you know, you don't have to completely rely on the parking companies and the aftermarkets just to sell a domain. Someone will get in touch with you if they want it. You ask any of these successful domain brokers, if they want a name, they're going to hunt it down. Who is privacy be damned? They'll find you. Okay. Right. So make it easy for yourself. Have your who is open, point it to an affiliate program, see what happens. If you've got a name that's sitting there doing nothing right now that could all of a sudden then make you a hundred dollars a year, nothing huge that's paid for 10 uh, domain renewals. So you're helping wash the face of the expense of your portfolio. Right. So why not test it? Now, the challenge, of course, is if you've got hundreds and hundreds of domains <laughs> and thousands of domains, it's going to take time to do, whereas I've been doing this over years. Mm. So I've been doing it gradually. So it's, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's get rich quick. None of that. I'm saying it's something with looking into, testing, measuring, experimenting, which is all everything that should be done if you're doing a digital marketing. So it's just one of those things. You've got to look into it. So then no one talks about it. Now you, now you mentioned affiliate programs. Now, are we talking like Amazon affiliate? Uh, what else? Commission junction. Like, are we talking about those or like, uh, I wouldn't say no, but look, um, as some people may or may not be aware, Amazon had a huge, affiliate change over the last six months and they've basically like halved their commissions that they're paying out and yeah um 
So I'm a big believer in going straight to the source. So finding, like I deal with a lot of SaaS products, software as a service. Mm. And because here's what I like about software as a service. So if you've got any domains in that type of space, they're fantastic, particularly ones that pay recurring income. Right. Um, like hosting companies and um, like I, I sell, if you, if you go to videomaker.com.au, I've partnered with NVIDIA. Um, dot io so they're a, a video production software platform that mm-hmm. helps you do videos for for facebook and youtube and various things and you can have fancy graphics you can have text on them all sort of stuff and they're killing it right now they're doing really really well but that domain videomaker.com.au i think don't quote me on it but i think it gets about 14,000 searches a month or something in, in Australia, looking at the Australian data, not global. And um, that ticks away nicely yeah. um, and, and makes very decent money. It was making practically nothing as a park name, but because I've paired it with a product and a service that matches the name, the mm-hmm. generic name of what that domain is, so, but they, I mean, they use a, an affi- affiliate tool to manage their, their uh, affiliate program. And there's lots of sort of ones you can buy off the shelf that provide or provide it as a service. But you can go to Commission Junction. You can go to Share a Sale. There's a million different um, companies out there that have like their uh, affiliate marketplaces per se. Um, Commission Junction's a big one, one of the biggest. And there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of companies under all different types of categories that you can go and sign up and apply for an affiliate um, link and off you go. And it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to pay for these. You get the link and you connect it with your um, domain name and see what happens. So I get the link. So, so then essentially it's for basically domain forwarding the domain to whatever that link is. Yes. You would classify it as domain arbitrage. Um, <laughs> it is. Well, that's all it is. I'm just taking the, the traffic and flowing it straight through from someone typing in. I'm going to have a guess that there's something at videomaker.com.au or videomaker.com or videomaker.co.uk, whatever the domain is, someone is sitting there typing that in and going to that. Now, I'm, here's the thing. There's lots of people I know. I can hear all the voices on the, the podcast and in the chat and in the comments going, <laughs> domain parking, there's no one looking for it. There's no such thing as typing traffic anymore. Da, 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 da. Heard it all a million freaking times. I don't care. You can say whatever you like, but I'm seeing what I'm getting. So, right? so, hey. so, so ultimately at the end of the day is yes, there is far less type in traffic than there was 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. No, I'm not disputing that. So much of it has been sucked up now by the Googles of the world. Mm. But there, there are still people who type in a domain name that they think in their head, that they think there'll be something there, and they go and have a look. And if there's nothing there, you've got zero chance of making any money. But if there's something there that matches the message to the marketplace, then you potentially have a sale. And I could go and check my affiliate stats now. And I'm telling you, the cash register is ringing as we're speaking. <laughs> there's something happening. 
Yeah, because you're catching, again. you're typically catching the buyer in the process. Because uh, like you said, if that person is typing it in, it, you know, I know I could probably hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, but, but edit Alvin, that person is typing it in. They're probably a domain investor. And it's like, well, no, 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 no. That's far from no. the truth. That is so far from the truth. It's not funny. Domain investors are a micro uh, exactly. percentage. Micro percentage. The end user is all I care about. I'm not worried. I'm not thinking about domain investors coming along to, you know, again, if your core thing is you're just trying to flip domains and wholesale domains, then you, you, you're going to be dealing with the, the domain ecosystem and, and making connections. It's a different story. And I'm not saying not to do that. I'm just saying what I'm talking about is a different part of what I do. I mean, I'm yeah. selling domains. I'm getting traffic. We're developing some of our sites out. Uh, you know, everything has a different purpose and a different strategy. So you've really got to look at what works best for you. I, I'm just saying to people to think about it because it's, it's easy in the sense it's not a complicated thing to do. Right. So, for example, off the, off the scratch, I, I see a domain that I can pick up, a hand-registered domain or one that's coming through the aftermarket, a drop name, and I can pick a name up for $10 or $300 or 3000 whatever it is. And I go, that is a perfect match to what this company offers for their software product or for their whatever it is, for their, their e-commerce store that sells this widget, okay? Get the affiliate program, sign up for it. It costs you nothing, 99.9% of the time. I don't think I've ever been charged to join an affiliate program. Connect it, point it up, change your DNS to point to that link. See what happens. You've got nothing to lose unless you're really concerned about not people not being able to find you to buy the name, but I say you can do things to, to make that a bit easier for people. You can still list it in the aftermarket. Correct. There's nothing, there's nothing saying you cannot list your name in most of these platforms that I'm aware of. So if someone is doing a search, they can see it. Now, if they typed it in direct to go to it, they're going to see that there's something on there. You could go and list it on Flipper. You right. can do all sorts of things that are, are still going to make it viable for the domain to be found, to be purchased by someone who wants the domain. But why not give yourself the best chance of generating cash flow from that domain while it's just sitting there doing nothing being parked? The parking companies hate that I'm telling you this because <laughs> they're the ones that make most of the money when someone clicks on an ad well, or Google or whoever else they're getting their traffic through. Right. But, but you know, if you can park an, a domain to something that when someone buys it, it buys the product, like this, the in-video one I talked about, um, the average sale price, and it says a lot of this is referring, uh, refer, recurring income. Right. It's 30, 30 to $50 US commission. Man. So it doesn't take long, like, particularly if you've, haven't had a huge outlay for a domain. Now, look, again, this is one of the reasons I look at other extensions for traffic because .com domains are not the only names that get traffic. Hello, right. everybody. Right. So I think uh, maybe broadening your, your way of thinking and looking at other possibilities of where there are other markets that maybe aren't as competitive, right. but there's still traffic. Use the, the Google Keyword Planner tool. Make sure you check the country you want to look at the traffic for. See what's happening in the .co.uk United Kingdom space. Have a look at what's happening in India. Is there traffic for a, a, a keyword term in India? 
um, it doesn't all have to be .com. Right. Uh, yeah. So experiment, test, see what's happening. But the, the affiliate arbitrage, we'll call that, that's what we're going to officially call it <laughs> now, Alvin, is the affiliate arbitrage model was something that was really popular back when I got started. And uh, it was, you, then how did it, lose, how did it lose or go under the radar? Because I mean, it, I just don't hear anybody talking about it or maybe I'm just running with the wrong people. I mean, it could be both. Uh, here's the thing that I've, here's the thing that I've learned about going to domain conferences and digital marketing conferences and stuff. There's a lot of stuff people don't talk about. Like if they're onto a good thing, uh, they're not broad. They're not broadcasting it, right? So, th- this is something I hardly ever talk about. Like, it's not a common thing. I'm I'm blurting out every five minutes because a, I'm creating competition for myself, and right. and b, most people don't listen or don't care or are resigned and cynical about domains and traffic and parking, and they sort of just you know, and again, it comes back to listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's tons of traffic out there for, for, for parking and direct navigation. It's much less than it used to be, mm. but it's still significant enough with the right domain and the right affiliate program that you can actually make some money. Right. I, I like making money. I'm, <laughs> I like selling domains. I like, however it comes, it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not biased against the actual, how, how the money comes in, whether it's a sale or whether it's, cash flow from affiliate sales. Right. Um, and again, you've got to look at like some of the ones I deal with, they're uh, recurring. So you get the sale for the $50 and then guess what happens the next month as long as they're still a customer? Cha-ching. $50 again. For fil- it's, it's like, it's just crazy. So, so, then, look- so, so then, so, you know, because I can hear it just in the back over here uh somebody's out there saying okay but ed you're you're saying this it sounds good i'm gung-ho you got me excited now how long is it going to take to go and set up something like this is this something that i can sit down um on a saturday at 8 a.m and by 11 a.m I've already got my affiliate account. I'm already approved. I'm already purchasing domains, whether that's uh, aftermarket or whether that's hand registration and forwarding the domain. Like, okay. like what's the time frame to get started on something like this? The, the many variables with that, but um, <laughs> first it one could being be. the person. <laughs> well, of course. What's your skill level? <laughs> Do you know how to change the DNS in your registrar? Do you know how to, you know, look, there's a lot of things that I've been doing for 20 years that I can do in minutes. Right. It may take someone an hour. So uh, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's user levels and skills are different. But an example would be if I see a name and I go, this name hasn't been registered or it's dropped, I, I can pick it up. So five minutes to register the domain. Depending on what the affiliate program is, it could take five minutes, an instant setup, an instant approval, or it could take 24 hours because they have to approve your affiliate application or it could be two days. So that side can sometimes take longer. But if you've already got an established account with someone like Share a Sale or Commission Junction, then all of the companies that are actually listed in there selling their products through those platforms 
Um, sometimes it's instant approval. So you can go in and do a search in commission junction or share a sale for whatever the company is and go, oh, great, here's one, sign up for it. And they may ask you a couple of questions and you get approved instantly. Others, it takes a while. So it could be domain registration, connecting to affiliate program, 10 minutes, or it could be 10 hours or it could be 10 days. That's right. what I'm saying. There's lots of variables. But in terms of having the idea and going, okay, I can see where this, this domain can be matched up with an affiliate program. Um, I mean, you know, that just depends on how much time you've got to do the, the research. The 80-20 rule applies. It's probably not even the 80-20 rule. It'd be the 90-10 rule. Right. Um, so 10% of people or less will take any action on what I've just said. They'll have their little thing going off in their head. Nah, nah, there's no type in traffic. That's all rubbish. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to bother. Great. Okay, don't. That's <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> don't do it. So those who do and experiment and, and do have success, well, good on you. But you have to have a domain name that has traffic. Right. And I can't guarantee the name you've got in your head that you're going to go and register tomorrow that you think has got traffic has any traffic. Yeah, if all the <laughs> checkboxes are ticked, if it's a keyword term that has search traffic uh, and you're not registering something that's got a hyphen in it because then you're stuffed or if you're registering a .NET, then you're probably not going to get as much traffic. Not probably. You're not going to get as much traffic as the .com or the equivalent cctld like a .com.au for our marketplace because people aren't typing in .com at the end. They're typing in .com.au. Right. Um, so you need to understand the market. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of understanding. The point of me saying all of this, Alvin, was to put it on people's radar so they can go, ah, okay. I hadn't thought of doing that. It seems very obvious to me. Right. But it's not obvious to everybody. If you don't give it a go, you'll never, never know. <laughs> Indeed. And with that, so Ed, well, man, hey, Thank you so much for, for sharing your journey story as well as the, uh, what you call it? The affiliate arbitrage. Aff affiliate arbitrage or domain slash affiliate arbitrage. Um, some of the old timers may have done a bit of, bit of it back in the day, but uh, people who are new to the domain industry have never heard of it before. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know what you don't know. And um, beware and do your research and don't just run out. It's not a get rich quick scheme. You've got to invest some time and energy and understand just like you would if you registered any domain. Right. Please don't, please don't go out and just go and randomly do this. If you've already got domains, look at your portfolio and find some that you can do a test on. So someone's still going to go out and do crazy things now. You know that, don't you? It's like, <laughs> and then blame you, us. You, well, you, you, yeah, you, you yeah. too said that if I did this, <laughs> I could just see it now. I could just see it now. The comments will be hilarious in six, 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 six weeks time or six months time. Alvin, you'll look back over this podcast and that bloody Australian guy, what a lot of crap he talked. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Right, well, hey, Ed, thank you so much again um, for sharing your journey. And like I said, man, I wish you well. And uh, we'll uh, have you on our show talking about your journey sometime yeah, in the very, certainly. very near future. Certainly. Uh, like I said, we'd love to. 
Yep, cool. And thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now. Thank you.